Good evening, hockey fans. Uh, welcome to another episode. Thanks very much for tuning in. We come to you live from Brayhead. Going to set the scene. We're in our secret car parking spot, which we found out is not too secret. Uh, the weather is miserable, and you might hear some rain in the background of the audio. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to title this episode "It's the Hope That Kills You." We're just sitting in the car after the. The 4-2 defeat there to Guildford. But before we jump into some match analysis, I guess we should maybe just catch up with some of the news that's happened you know, over the past couple of days since the last podcast. Should, I think we should, sidebar, I think we should make some jingles to introduce sections. So, <laughs> news, 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 news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe need to get some... Uh, I'll work some, on that. Yes, if anyone's any good at jingles, we're more than happy to take them. Yeah. Uh, Okay, going on to some news, news from the week. Um, the first one was about uh, we have a new goalie. So I think we spoke about this in the last episode. Um, there was some speculation uh, towards kind of the middle to end of last week that um, Driscoll had left the clan as all mentions of the clan had been removed from um, his social media. If you would cast your mind back to the, the summer... Um, those good old days when the signings were being announced and we all had hope. Yeah. Yeah, remember them. Um, Driscoll, I, I think, kind of leaked his signing uh, himself um, because um, people spotted that he'd put it on his like Twitter bio or Instagram bio. I can't quite remember. He put, like, clan number 44, whatever number it was. Yeah. That's bad. Um and some eagle-eyed clan fans had noticed that those references had been removed, um, obviously leading to speculation that he had uh, left the club. So that was confirmed on Friday of last week. Um, there was a kind of a news article that was put out by the club. I thought it was a little bit um, shoddy that it was just kind of, I guess, a foot bar in the bottom of that article, just a two lines, I think, thanking, for, uh, thanking him for his time at the club. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I have learned about him, and this is again another wee sidebar, is that once he'd removed all the clan references, he seemed to really make a big point of um, saying that he was a pickleball player in his bio. And if anyone doesn't know me, I'm I'm actually a, I'm actually Scotland's silver medalist at uh, pickleball about four years ago. Um, <laughs> and just to let you know, the average age of that sport is probably about seventy-five. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, an old, it's an older person's sport, but it is actually super fun. However, it is in good company because we have it on a reliable authority via another podcast, the Pete and Sebastian show, that Academy Award winner uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yep. plays pickleball. So, Drizzy, if that's the route you're going to go down after leaving the clan, like we said, you're in good company. Um, but, yeah, I think... I, I do think he was a wee baby, a wee bit hung out to dry, um, to be honest. Yes. Um, I- during this time, I think we said last week that um, Malcolm had his um, bus conductor's hat on and th- thrown him right under the bus in the, the interview following the Fife game. So, yeah, but it, there was some also kind of some soft goals that were let in, so... Yeah, and I think um, I think it's now maybe the chickens come home to roost because I guess back at the start we were, we heard obviously being relatively new to hockey, a lot of folk were a wee bit nervous about having two new to pro hockey goaltenders, and I think they kind of 
to a certain extent got proven right, but I think to give Driscoll his credit, the, the if you look at the Belfast away match, we lost what five 0 or something like that. But see if I'm being honest with you, he, he, if he didn't save a lot, he was taking a pounding. That could have easily have been double double digits in my opinion. So they has shown some shown some promise, and I'm still going to stick by my guns that if we don't sort out the D, then you know no matter who we put in the net is going to suffer from those problems, which. We'll probably come, in, come on to. So, moving on to who's the replacement, uh, I'm going to let Ailey butcher the name for the new or for the club that he came oh, from. Okay. Uh, so the our new goalie is John Muse, or as Ian had told me for the last 24 hours, John Moose. Uh, as he said, his name is pronounced. <laughs> um, thank you, Kevin McCroskey, for confirming it is indeed Muse. Um, <laughs> he, just to give you a little bit of a background, he previously played for a Danish club. Um, uh, I'm going to attempt this. Really, apologies to all of our Danish fans. All 1,000 of you. Zero of you. Um, Rudvra Mighty Bulls. Uh, so that's where he was last season. He'd also had a stint in the EIHL series for the Sheffield Steelers. But I believe from what I've read online, um, he was injured. So I, I don't know. I don't think he had a very good save percentage there. Um, prior to that, he did have a good season in Beijing in the VHL, 0.92 save percentage. So a little bit kind of up and down, but um, he's obviously got experience. I'm a big um, fan of the Beijing Hockey League. Exactly, <laughs> but he's got he's got pro experience, which is I guess the kind of main differentiation between yeah. Zach Driscoll. He, he is, I mean, speaking of someone who's someone who's recently turned thirty. Oh. Um, he is thirty four, which I don't know. It seems to me like might be a wee bit older for a hockey player. It seems like that's kind of usually around about like re- retirement age, but. I don't, I don't know. know. Is that a good thing? Is that a I bad don't know. Thing? We went from polar opposites. We went from a young buck to now like an older, mature head. Um, so you're hoping that that experience is going to get us some of the points that maybe the young guns maybe have lost, have maybe cost us at some point. Um, so for me, look, I, I'm looking at the stats, and I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you, the the great listeners of the the, the podcast that I really couldn't make heads or tails of what we we're getting here. So I'm hoping the experience is what is the standout. So. Um, We'll give you a feedback in a shortly about what we saw of Muse tonight. Mm-hmm. But moving on to some other news, um, the kind of moving on to the clan sale, we've had a wee bit of an update from the back the bid campaign from John Strange and Phil Riley. And the big thing, there's not too much about it. They've clarified that they're trying to take over the clan hockey team and also the Brayhead Arena Ice Shrink as part of the business plan. So I think there was a bit of Dubai uh, over whether they're just going to take over the hockey team and what that would mean or in not the arena so they've clarified their bid is to try and take over both sides and for me that's what you want to hear because you're hoping that we can reap the rewards of the arena to hopefully fund a more successful hockey team and I think one of the things we'd also like to give a shout out is to Cali over at Classical Clan Live he's doing an um, interview over the next week with them and I think the deadline is Sunday about 6pm I think, don't quote me on that, for questions so if you've got any questions I think that's probably your best time to get them answered so I would highly rec- recommend submitting them and following Cali and all his kind of socials because he's been very supportive of us and we really appreciate it so that was I guess the kind of brief news 
update for us. So I guess we'll move into the the game. I think if memory serves me, we had a couple of predictions. I went for a three two clan win. You went for a four two five two Guildford win. I was being overly ambitious. I think with my prediction. But as you know, the score it was a four-two good for the win, and Ailey, you got it right, yeah. uh, almost titty in terms of cl- you know clan- the style of losing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just go through. Uh, I'd made I'd made some notes for this one, um, just through some of the periods, and maybe we'll just kind of bash through them. I think the firstly where we want to give a big shout out to is the lone Guildford fan with the drum. <laughs> um, absolute solid commitment there. Um, and if I'm being honest with you, I'm a bit raging I didn't bring the microphone with me because I'd have loved to have just have a, had a wee chat with that guy. And maybe, in my eyes, maybe that's something we'll try and do. Maybe as, a, as this podcast progresses, when we'll be trying to interview some of the wee fans and get their insights and what they think are coming to Brayhead and those kind of things. So I, w- I honestly wish I'd brought my microphone in with us. But, um, yeah, big shout-out to him. He kept the noise going for what you could hear for yeah. Guildford. But starting into the first period, obviously this is the first match uh, with Muse playing in goals, starting. I think up until really recently, we didn't know whether Muse was even in the country to start start playing so he was announced first one off onto the ice during the kind of pre-match build up and I would have said initially he came across very well in that first period he was making I don't think he got tested too hard no, but he, he was he was making uh, all the right moves from what I could see there and um, we started off you know excellently what first a goal within the first what two minutes mm-hmm. Stephen Dixon then I think it was followed up not long after was it not long after with by Machuwa? And yeah, we had a solid first period that I think we all were getting excited. Yeah, I, I think uh, the the clan they weren't losing their heads as well. Obviously, I don't think we had any penalties called in the first period. Um, not that I can remember. What I can remember. So, uh, yeah, they they weren't kind of doing the usual. I mean, we'll we'll move on to that shortly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think from my memory the first 10 minutes I felt like we were going into, we were quite heavy you know, we were really getting into the tackles and I think after the first 10 minutes I started to notice that Guildford were kind of, you know, starting to really um, get more physical with us and yeah. you know, almost as if they started to find their legs, I don't know if they had bus legs for the first 10 minutes but they they really started to get a bit more physical and I think um, you know that kind of led into the second period where I think you turned to me and said it looks like we're getting bullied and I think you know our, our quiz team uh, player Mitch, Mitch Jones was getting a bit of a hard time of it um, knocked off his skates a few times but um, one of the highlights going back to the first period was uh, when Muse took a jab at one of the Guildford players I think he was getting in his way or something like that but he just kind of went for him so he got me on side with that so <laughs> uh, yeah overall I think we're all sitting here going this is a clan we want to see that was a solid first period by all accounts. You know, Guildford had a few chances to be fair, but you know, we were playing really well. And you can see the player it meant a lot for the players when they scored those two goals. Going into the second period, well, what a start. <laughs> we two goals conceded in less than a minute. Which from if memory serves me well, this is I don't know how how many games this has happened and it's happened when we've had Ty Taylor in goal, it's happened when we've had Driscoll in goal, where it's literally like less than a minute into the, the next period and a goal gets scored. Like, 
I don't know, like you would think that they would have to kind of start working on this if it's getting yeah. repeated. If this is, but that's where a for pattern, me, but yeah, that's where for me going back to the points we've raised in previous podcasts. Whilst I do feel the goaltenders have played a part in kind of the the losing streak that we're on, I think the D definitely did not help, and I think also. You know, I think there's a few ref decisions that, you know, even as a kind of relatively new fan, I was struggling to see where they were coming from. And I think the first goal, look, I think it was poor defending. The second goal, from what I could see, it just didn't quite make sense. The refereeing decisions that kind of led up to it, whether it was all the different calls. But so we lost two goals in a minute, basically. And then to make things worse, we kind of, I guess, lost our heads slash bad refereeing. Went in a five on three penalty kill, which that's got to absorb the life out of you because it wasn't just, you know, 20 seconds. It was a full two minutes, pretty much, where mm-hmm. we had five on three against us. And we managed to see it out and keep it at 2-2. And I think um, we managed to see out the second period relatively okay after, you know, a first 10 minutes of madness. But, again, another common theme that I feel like we see over the past, you know, losing streak that we're on is the penalty plays just are not effective at the moment. I thought... The power place. Uh, yeah, that we yeah. were on. We were just um, really, really poor. No rush, no, you know, weird. Sometimes you wouldn't even realise we were a man up at yeah. the time. And I think that's what I find disappointing. We've, we're getting these opportunities sometimes, but we just don't take advantage of it. And I can't remember the player's name for Guildford. Another point I want to highlight is he just absolutely skated round around us. I mean, it was incredible skill. Managed to get a shot off and it was saved. But I, I just remember it going, well, that was mesmerising how fast he's getting. And if memory serves me, going back to the away match that we watched, they were a fast flowing team, which I don't think they showed us quite as good as they could have got tonight. But. Mm-hmm. That was a wee bit of a highlight there in the second period. But yeah, I think f- from this point on in the second period, we definitely got bullied by them physically and we just could not... It just felt like we were a wee bit lost. Mm-hmm. But we managed to stay okay in this towards the end of the second period, but it wasn't great. Moving into the third period, um, again, another goal conceded within the first minute. Yeah. Uh, as, as you can see, a theme building here. Um, something we really need to get sharpened up here or you know losing goals in the first minute it's just poor and other teams must be seeing it and yeah. practically do they must they must be looking at it and doing something i think one of the guests going to the goaltending that maybe could be controversial is a long range shot shot for the fourth i kind of feel like if drizzy was in goals all hell would have broke loose about that shot going in you know it was semi long range don't know maybe just me i kind of felt <laughs> like you know, that was kind of, you know, everyone went, oh, Drizzy, let it in again. Muse did this, the same. Um, but overall, I thought Muse still was pretty good, to be fair, and showed a lot of experience. And again, was taking a bit of a pounding in shot sometimes. And I think um, Guildford hit the pipes a fair bit. I was in the third period as well, which I don't, I don't really understand how this didn't get called. I think a Guildford player literally pretty much mowed Muse down. Uh, yeah. To the extent where there was not only one but two medics on the ice. Uh, oh, it, was, yeah. it was curled up in a wee a wee ball pretty much. Um and and how that didn't get called, like yeah. I, I just don't I, I didn't understand. Like we said, I don't think it was all the referees' fault tonight. I think partially though they were were to blame. Yeah. Um, uh, the third period I think the refereeing decisions led to the players losing their heads. And I think that's yeah. the bit that as much as we can probably moan about the refereeing, this is a common theme I feel like with the clan team that we've been seeing recently is that they can lose their head and 
you know, what's the same play to the whistle? It feels as if they kind of lose their heads and then one bad decision that maybe costs us, you know, a penalty then turns into five on yeah, threes. It, it just kind of escalates and goes further. And whilst we're talking about Muse getting taken out, Matthew Watt, or Matthew Watt, on the other end, did pretty much skate in and knee drop the goalkeeper at the other end. <laughs> Quite a belter. It was, there was a bit, there was a period, I think in the third period, where it felt like a wrestling match at one point. So there was also a bit with the ref deck that was quite funny. Um, but I think one of my notes I've got is the, the, going to the refereeing was that Dyson, whilst I guess he's got a reputation of being a fighter, though it was like, it was like the softest penalty against him. It was like the, almost like a slight hip check to the guy and the guy decked it. And I've just got a note here. When the player went down, what a wee gimp! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I was just like, then that sparked into a fight, sparked into yeah, a bit of a frenzy. Laporte um, ended up going off. Then. Laporte went off. You know, it then ended up into a five-three situation again, um, which I think we managed to see out as well. To be fair, but there was also something that was quite interesting that happened during this kind of madness. It was like Malcolm Cameron was doing a like card shuffling gesture. If you know what I mean, like, yeah, it was you like go show, me, show me the money. Yeah, it was like you know that kind of like you know if you see someone do like as if they're sp- like they've got loads of one dollar bills and they're kind of trying to scatter them about that kind of movement. Uh-huh. And then I think Waltz was doing that as well. Yeah. No idea what that what, meant. So what does that mean, uh, dear listeners? If if this is something that is um, routine in in hockey, if that's something that that we should know, if you could please. Uh, Right in and, let, and tell us, or is it as I'd like to make up in my head? Is this something that Malky style of coaching is he making up loads of like uh, not code words but hand gestures? To, <laughs> is that his coaching style? Yeah, I feel I feel like it's something that could be a Malky signature move. Yeah, so th- there was that, and then th- 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 I felt a bit, but the, the atmosphere compared to the past two matches. Um, it was highlighted it was maybe not as great um, obviously saw the first period everyone's buzzing the second period everyone's the head started to go third period I think they did the kind of classic we've got two minutes left uh, to go in the the match to try and get the crowds like kind of uh, rowdy or whatever and it was flat the one thing I'd love to know is Matt uh, Malcolm Cameron calls a 30 second time out at like two minutes to go what is it they're actually talking about? Like, what is it they're trying to do? They yeah, like, it's, I've, I've never seen this 30 second time out in the last three minutes ever <laughs> cut, turn to something where we, we do anything magical. I'd be, I'm just intrigued. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, what's your thoughts? I thought it was a solid first period, then it kind of went downhill from there. Yeah, and do you know the sad thing is though, how long have we been saying this? This has been like... Well, not just this season, this was last season as well. It was like great in the first periods and then they just slowly well t- to be fair, I think last season it was we would usually have two two good periods and then the third they would just yeah. totally lose it. This one we're only getting one period, so in that way we are kind of going on downhill, but it's just the same old story. Yeah, it's getting a bit frustrating at this point. You see moments of like this is a clan you want to watch and then it just kinda of took a bit of a nosedive. it's I'm struggling to kind of uh, really be uh, overly positive. There was definitely some some bits in there, but we just lost the head again. And it's I feel like every week it's, it's like we have the same. It's like a rotation of losing the heads, the up front not scoring, poor defence. I mean, I'm pretty much slagging off the whole team, but uh, yeah, it it started off strong and just finished pretty. 
would say probably quite poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess just to give you a wee Malky Boo update, um, there's definitely a significant booing at the end. When uh-huh. he went off the ice, he went off quite sharp, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was definitely a more audible boo. Um, and I, I have to say, whilst it, I, I think there's a certain moment when you go, for, what's that, 14 games without a yeah, win? Yeah, 13. Unlucky uh, for some. Uh, I kind Us. of, yeah, and yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know how many league games he's got left in him uh, at this rate because it's not like we get pipped at pipped to the post like we did uh, what, last weekend against Coventry it was a uh, you know Guildford kind of turned up the gear a wee bit and we lost the head and yep I guess that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes <laughs> so uh, yeah I don't really know what, what, else, what else there is to say there obviously looking ahead uh, to next week we've got the Nottingham game on Wednesday, Wednesday? yep um, and I think I don't know where Nottingham are sitting right now in the table. I think they have been struggling as well. Yeah, I think um, I saw I saw an, I, in fact I actually saw an interview last night with um, their coach who basically there seems to be a round of co- it seems to be in the league at the moment. You've either got co- you've either got teams flying or teams getting pummeled. So you either have the managers are doing really well, and then you have the ones grovelling. <laughs> and he was one of the ones grovelling, saying it wasn't acceptable. You know, blah blah blah. And I think, speaking of interviews, I am colour me intrigued to see what happens with Malky's interview after this match tonight. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't think he can be throwing his, his new man under the bus. So who's who's getting hit tonight? Yeah. Uh, so that's going to that's going to be interesting because I think just as a wee sidebar, we saw there was an interview with Clyde One with him, and it was a bit of a strange interview. And in the I guess. The reporters were quite heavy hitting again. Uh, they, yeah. they, they asked Malcolm to see a message to the fans, and it was very strange. It was like the fans know this, the fans know that, and I'm going, nah, I kind of we want to hear more about you know what is it you're planning to change to adapt to get us some wins. Uh-huh. I think he, he was asked as well. You know, what's the mood in the locker room? Is um, is it all still quite positive? And he was like, basically saying there's no issues, which. I don't know, I think, I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but we've seen some suspect likes from (laughs) some of the team on social media um, over the last couple of weeks that would lead you to believe uh, that's that's not... Potentially um, not the case. Entirely truthful, but who knows. So I think looking at the match overall, yeah, it was disappointing. Standout players, look, Nolan Laporte for me seems to always shine in these. I think he, what was it, he got two assists... In the match for both goals. Yeah, and also I think there was a milestone where uh, Matthew Waz goal was his 200th yep. in, the, uh, in the league. And also, like you said, Nolan Report got another uh, two assists. He got two assists and that made it, I think that made him in the Elite League get 100, 100 points. points. Yeah. So, yeah, th- that was the only positives really, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, um, well, at least we have one. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah. So, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, thanks again. And the weather seems to have dried up here in our secret parking spot. So, so that's a third positive. So that's a third positive. Uh-huh. And I think we're going to go and try and uh, eat some junk food to cheer ourselves up. Yeah. She's after. She's after. <laughs> <laughs>